Hello and welcome to the Social Speak Network podcast. I'm Caitlin McDonald and I am the co-founder of Social Speak. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about blogging for your healthcare center or your wellness practice. Now, blogging is one of the best ways for you to share your knowledge and your education with prospects and with your network online. Additionally, a well-written blog post helps to boost your search engine rankings for your website, thus driving more traffic to your website for specific keywords and keyword phrases. So it's always important as you're writing a blog post to keep both that end user or that uh, potential um, patient in mind as well as keeping the search engines in mind too. So how do you go about finding topics to blog about? How do you go about writing that blog post and structuring it? And how do you share it after it's written? So that's what we're gonna be covering today. So the first part of that question is thinking about what topics you should blog about. Now it's always important to blog about something that you are knowledge about, knowledgeable about, duh. <laughs> so you want to make sure that you're blogging about topics within your practice or industry that you actually know about and care about. If you are not the specialist in that topic, find somebody in your practice who's better suited to write about it or who can at least edit the information that you've put out. We find this often, uh, especially with some smaller healthcare centers, um, where they have one person who's in charge of doing the blogging. Unfortunately, they don't necessarily have the expertise in whatever specific topic there is. For our team, for example, when we are going into a new practice, we make sure that we are matching that practice up with a writer who's going to be suited to talk about those topics. If we're talking about pediatrics, or if we're talking about pain management, we might have two different writers for those two topics. They're very different, uh, and they, they require a different level of understanding of who that patient is, what that patient journey is, and everything like that. So let's get back to writing that blog post. So to find a topic to write about, one, make sure that it's something that you are very knowledgeable about. Two, make sure that some people are searching for it. So what I typically recommend doing is taking out a pen and paper and actually writing a list of different um, topics that you talk about with patients and with prospects. So by this, I mean, what are the questions that people are asking you? What are their top concerns? What are they looking for? What benefit does the practice provide to them? What are the specialties of your practice? What additional things can your services and specialties help to solve for your patients? Now take a look at this list, and what I recommend doing is hopping on over to Google and starting to type in these, uh, the phrases. What you'll see is that Google will pre-populate 
other searches that are related to it or searches that other people search for. Now, there are also tools that you can use to do this research. So I like first starting out doing your own brainstorm, looking at Google search results, and just set your timer, take about 30 minutes to do this exercise. Make as many notes as you can. I often find myself handwriting them. Probably it would be a little bit more streamlined if you, uh, if you do this for yourself in a spreadsheet so that you don't replicate work over time. The next thing to do is either head on over to Keyword Finder, kwfinder.com, or over to Neil Patel's Uber Select app. Now, this is a new app that he has uh, brought to the market, and it currently is completely free. So what you do is within this app, and I'll have a link down below, um, excuse me, Uber Suggest, not Uber Select, Uber Suggest app. And so it's, excuse me, app.neilpatel.com slash en slash Uber Suggest is one way that you can get there, or you can just do a Google search for it as well. But what you do is there is a related keyword idea sort of a tool within there. And so you can actually type in some of those keywords and keyword phrases, and you can see what other search results folks are looking for. Keyword Finder, you can do the same thing. However, now it is limited to just a few searches per month on that free account. So I do recommend jumping over to Neil Patel's tool. When you are utilizing this tool, and I don't have it up in front of me, uh, so that's going to be a whole new uh, blog post and tutorial about how we utilize it. But when you use it, you can see, one, what keywords your competitors are looking for, and two, what those related search terms are for the ones that you enter into that search field. Now, we recommend filtering these results so that you are looking for keywords with a low keyword difficulty score. We recommend to start off, if you're just starting off blogging, putting in a keyword score, a maximum keyword score of about 20, maybe 30. Now this means that it is hypothetically easier to rank for these keywords. You'll find that typically the result that pops out there is gonna be a long-term keyword. So a keyword phrase rather than back pain, for example. Another thing that you can do is you can uh, plug in the number of searches per month for that keyword. Now, as you're starting off blogging, we recommend writing blog posts and trying to rank for keywords that don't have as many searches for them. So I would plug in a number like 500 here. So you're looking for searches where there are fewer than 500 searches for them and where the keyword difficulty score is fairly low. The reason why we do this is, and I'm taking this from one of our interviews a while ago, uh, is because we follow the skyscraper approach to keyword research and blogging for that SEO benefit. What this means is if you visualize the skyline, we are targeting the low buildings. So we're targeting the buildings that, yes, they don't have as much traffic, but they also don't have as much competition for them. 
then over time, as you're proving your worth to Google, you can start bidding for those higher skyscrapers. So you can start writing content that has more searches and a higher keyword difficulty score. So you've done your list of your brainstorm of all the topics. You've jumped over to uh, the Uber Suggest app uh, on Neil Patel's website. You've done your keyword research there and you've chosen a topic. Now what do you do? This part is actually my favorite and it's seeing what other people have written about that keyword phrase. And so what you want to do is just type it into Google and kind of take a look, open up a few of the um, searches, excuse me, search results that come up for that phrase. When you open up the articles, I recommend not reading them word for word, but doing a, a cursory skim just to see what other headlines and subtopics people are talking about. Then close all of the windows, take out either your, your notebook and piece of paper again, or jump over to your spreadsheet or a Word document. You could even open up your blog post if you want to, a blog post draft, draft and write the outline that you want to follow for that blog post. Now, I always recommend putting that title, excuse me, putting that keyword phrase as the title of the blog post, or at least in the title of the blog post. This will help you rank even better and also make sure that people who are searching specifically for that phrase know that you are the place to go when they see it up in the organic listings. So you've done the cursory outline for your blog post. And now um, we recommend filling in the content. So what you're gonna have, what you should see on your paper, are major topics that you want to cover, subcategories or subtopics that you want to cover, and then maybe a couple of bullet points uh, that you want to make sure that you touch on. So underneath each of these items, type in uh, two to three or more sentences or bullet points for each of these. Now, if you do that, uh, and if you are putting together a robust outline, you might find that at that first go, you already have a 1500 word blog post. I've done this before where I've done an outline and the outline itself was over 500 words long. That makes writing a longer blog post very straightforward. Now let's say you sit down to fill out these bullet points and you just have a mind block. You can't think of anything to put down. I recommend jumping over to Google Docs and under, if you open up a new doc, you can click tools and then you can do voice record. So if you do this, you can actually record yourself speaking and make a transcription of um, what you're going to say. And so you can create a few sentences. If you feel more comfortable speaking rather than sitting down and writing, you can at least talk through some of the bullet points so that you have something that then you can convert into a nicely written blog post. Now, if all else fails, if you have this outline that's put together and that's tapping into your knowledge about what topics should be talked about, you can then hop on over to Writer's Access or Upwork um, to have somebody else fill in the blanks and write the content. 
This is an easy way to make sure that you've done the research in terms of what people are looking for. You've added your expertise on that specific topic, and then you're just getting someone to fill in the blanks. Now, to make a blog post work even better for your business, there are a few additional things that we recommend adding. The first is video. So you'll see in all of our videos, excuse me, in all of our blog posts, we have a video embedded in the blog post as well. Now, having this video adds a multimedia element to your blog post. The multimedia element allows uh, different people to come and view it. People who wouldn't necessarily be reading your blog post, maybe they're more interested in listening to it or watching it. So this adds additional uh, SEO benefit because you're keeping people on your page longer and you are uploading the video to YouTube, which is in fact the second largest search engine and also owned by Google. So you might be adding an additional place for your name and brand to show up in search results. Another thing that you can do with this video is you can create a transcription of it. So I talked about transcribing with uh, the Google Voice on the Google Doc in order to write the content. But if you do a video that goes into deeper um, detail on one or two of the topics that you talk about in the video, you can actually create a transcription of that video and add that to the bottom of your blog post. I believe it's something around 10 minutes of speaking typically equates to about 2,500 or 3,000 words. Now imagine what that can do for the content on your website. Now, after you write your blog post, it's important to make sure that you're going through for formatting. When we go through for formatting, we take a look at the outline that you originally created and make sure all of those main topics are header twos. Then those subtopics are header threes and the topics below that are header fours. Typically within a longer blog post, you'll see something like two header twos, three to five header threes, and four or more header fours. This allows Google to see what those most important categories are. And if your website was structured properly in the CSS, in the styling, those elements are going to be bolded or have more, um, more prominence on a page rather than just the written text. Additionally, we recommend linking to services pages from that blog post. So again, let's say you're talking about back pain, uh, and you have a service that is great for back pain, it could be massage, it could be um, a surgery or a specialist, you want to make sure that that back pain topic, excuse me, the back pain text is linked to the services page or more information about how you can help with back pain. This is called inner page linking. Or, and so by doing that, again, you're getting people to more resources. You can also add a section of related posts to your blog post. So let's say you're talking about one specific specialty within your blog post, link to or add uh, the related blog posts that also have to do with that specialty. 
or potentially this is a physician interview. Link to the other blog posts that have physician interviews. And it helps keep people on the site longer so that they know, like, and trust you more. It also signals to Google that people are finding the information that they want when they view your site, and that helps to increase the domain authority and where your website is positioned compared to competitors in the organic search results. The last thing to do with your blog post for your healthcare and wellness center is to share it to the world. So the past few weeks, we've been talking about a lot of different tactics that you can do to make this happen. The first would be sharing it to social media. The second, sharing it to your newsletter. The third, making sure that you are sharing it uh, through sponsored advertising on Facebook. This could be as a boosted post. Your organic reach you're going to find is fairly low, and we talked about this with the reach apocalypse the other week. So you are going to have to boost the post with at least a little bit of money behind it in order to make sure that it is reaching your audience and other people who might be interested in reading it. Now, I hope that this has been helpful. If you have any questions about how to write a blog post for your wellness center, please don't hesitate to reach out. We have blog posts and other resources about how to do this over on our website at socialspeaknetwork.com. And we would love to chat with you to see how we can help with the process. So thank you so much for tuning in. My name's Caitlin McDonald. I'm here with the Social Speak Network, and I can't wait to see you next time on our next podcast episode.